Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In baseball, John Mercy of MLB Network reports that the Astros are showing continued interest in Tigers left-hander Matthew Boyd. Apparently, the Astros are also heavily linked to right-hander Zach Wheeler. Wheeler is a free agent after the end of this season. Matt Boyd is under team control through 2022. Mark Feinstein of MLB.com reports that the Red Sox are unlikely suitors for Edwin Diaz, Shane Green, and Raciel Iglesias. Alex Byer of the Boston Globe and Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic are hearing the same. John Heyman of MLB Network reports that the Indians are, quote, increasingly unlikely to trade Trevor Bauer. This could be a sense of posturing by the Indians, but it does seem as though his trade value may be diminishing. And down at Chiefs camp, Tyreek Hill was seen being carted off the field. No word yet on what the injury is. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. If you can't listen to the show live, no worries. You can check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever a new show is uploaded. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. And check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONAS50 to get 50% off your first two months as our fantasy football draft can continues to add content every single day. Yesterday, I put up my fantasy football quarterback primer. My running back primer will be up today. We have preseason pro picks from Dr. Roto and Sean Childs. They give you a sleeper, a bust, a bounce-back player, a breakout player, and a stash in cash. You'll get all of these picks from members of the staff, uh, high-stakes players as well. Mine will be out in a couple of weeks. Sean Childs with an article, Sleepers You Need to Dominate This Year, just posted right now. So tons of content up there as part of the draft kit. We have a lot of online draft reviews where I think these are key, and obviously we've talked about it here on the show, but we kind of go through each team, uh, talk about the roster construction we like, things that we didn't like, mistakes that were made, and the goal is to always learn from the mistakes of others. Obviously, you need to learn from your own mistakes. Sometimes that's the best way for people to learn, but I like to learn from other people's mistakes. So I think when you go through these drafts and you look, uh, you can see some of the things that went wrong, and you make sure that you don't make those mistakes uh, when you hop in a draft. Uh, rankings are up. We have the consensus rankings as well as individual rankings. I know a lot of people have been asking about those, so I update them frequently. I'm going to make another update today as well. Whenever injury news breaks or changes in the depth chart, I'll definitely post those accordingly. Uh, have a look at some overvalued and undervalued players, a breakout wide receiver, five quarterbacks to target late, five running back value. So, again, tons of content. So jump in now. You don't want this to become overwhelming and you're trying to jam in all this information right before the start of the season. You still have some time. We're sitting here on July 30th. We have the first preseason game Thursday night. Some of you may be behind right now. Don't fall too far behind. Join us today. Check out the Fantasy Football Draft Kit 
and dominate your leagues this year. Of course, you can ask questions on the message boards or forums, and it could be anything, baseball, football, basketball. I got a basketball dynasty question today, so I'll gladly answer those as well. Uh, and baseball, too. Obviously, I know it's heavy football content right now, but uh, we know there's two months left in the baseball season. Trust me, I'm right there with you. Uh, still have an opportunity to win several leagues. Uh, there are several leagues where I'm out of it, and it sucks. I'm not used to this. Uh, I have a couple teams that are just not doing well this year, and I'm not used to that feeling, sitting here at the end of July knowing I can't win a league. I still make moves, still make uh, waiver wire ads and drops, still set my lineups, and I advise you guys to do the same. So, again, we got a lot of content and a lot more coming, some big things in store here in the fantasy football season, our full-time fantasy podcast network as well. Got a lot of shows on there. So we got great information to help you dominate. So come join us today. You can head on over also to playffwc.com for some high-stakes drafts. Uh, we have a draft and go best ball draft tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 28 rounds, 75-second clock. We have a starter full season league. That's 18 rounds, 90-second clock. That starts at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, $35 to enter. Uh, then we got a, a, we got a full season super flex league tomorrow at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So a lot of different drafts, different price points, finds what suits you best, and sign up. And it's not too late. Join us at the Palms in Vegas for the first weekend of the NFL season. I'll be out there as uh, the Beat Adam Ronis League, though, is sold out, as well as the Beat Dr. Roto League. But we'll be out there, so come say what's up, hang out, have a drink, and we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, let's take a look at some of the baseball, I mean, baseball, the football news going on right now. Uh, it looked like today we got a scare today. I think people just saw the image of Tyreek Hill being carted off, and they were very worried, understandably so. Uh, it was a right leg injury originally reported. He limped off the field as he took a hit, and then he rode the cart into the locker room. And, you know, people see carted to the locker room and they get worried, but you know, a lot of times it's a long, long way off from the field to the locker room. So they play it safe and cart these guys off uh, to take them there. So, you know, don't read into that. But Adam Schefter of ESPN reports Tyreek Hill suffered a bruised quad during practice. So it uh, looks like he's okay. Obviously, I would expect him to sit for a few days, but it doesn't look to be serious at this point. And, uh, you know, Hill is definitely rising up draft boards. His ADP right now is 18. Uh, he has gone as early as nine in recent drafts. Uh, the last few drafts, nine, 13, 10, 14. I'm currently in a uh, Raz ball draft. I'm going to talk about that one. It's uh, best ball, and I took Tyreek Hill in the second round, the middle of the second uh, pick six. As uh, That's where I had overall. So doesn't look to be a problem for Tyreek Hill. And, again, we're seeing his ADP rise. He was a couple weeks ago before we found out there was no suspension. He was generally going – in the fourth round, obviously now moved up to the late first, early second round uh, for Tyreek Hill. Uh, we have Golden Tate. It uh, looks like, you know, there was some talk that maybe he was innocent here with this drug test that he failed. Uh, he was going to appeal it, but an NFL source tells us why there's almost no way Golden Tate wins the appeal of his four-game suspension. And the best that Tate could hope for is getting his ban reduced from four to three games. And even that's a long shot. So, you know, he has, a, has said that he accidentally took a banned fertility substance and then reported it to the NFL. So he reported it, but uh, it's going to be difficult for him to win because the problem is, you know, I think this will lead to other players 
doing the same thing and then say, well, I didn't know either. Look what happened with Golden Tate. You know, I should get off on this too. So expect Tate to miss that time. And you got to push him down the draft boards. He was actually, a, you know, he was an okay. I haven't taken him any drafts, but he was an okay spot. But he's going to miss four games. Uh, we saw him go round eight of this online championship draft from last night. A wide receiver 48. Uh, even that's a, a little bit early for me. Uh, you know, for this team, it was, you know, he had pretty good receivers and it was the fifth wide receiver, but uh, four games is a, a key chunk of the season uh, when it comes to fantasy with the 13 week regular season. And then, of course, you have to buy. So I got to move Tate a little bit further down. Again, you're going to have injuries, you're going to have issues, and you already have a known one going in. So to me, round eight, not enough of a discount on Tate. Lots more ahead, including some news on Andrew Luck and Ezekiel Elliott. That's all ahead here on Full-Time Fantasy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, I'll be joined by Bill Enright, FFChamps.com, one of the top rankers according to Fantasy Pros for Draft Accuracy last year, so stay tuned for that. Don't forget, you can go to MockDraftNow.com and get in as many as you want. It is free. And you can win prizes as part of the Best Ball World Championships. So all you have to do is go to that page, click the I have read and agreed to the rules, draft now, boom, draft starts immediately. You can finish it in like five minutes. Uh, and there's some good prizes. Again, it is free to enter. No reason not to do it. Mockdraftnow.com. Taking a look at some of the latest news. Report here on Ezekiel Elliott, ESPN's Josina Anderson Expects Zeke to become the league's highest paid running back, at least across certain metrics. So, uh, obviously, he wants to become the highest paid running back. And, you know, the Cowboys have, you know, they signed Alfred Morris yesterday. It's not a big deal. That's just depth. Morris is 30 years old. He does have experience in the offense. But let's be honest, he's not going to be the guy. If there's anyone I'm drafting late, it's Tony Pollard. And I've taken him in a few drafts already, including the Scott Fishbowl. But I know Jerry Jones made, came out and made some comments about them not needing a leading rusher to take them to the Super Bowl, but they have relied on Zeke a lot. I would think this gets done, obviously, August 6th, sweet key date. So I have not downgraded Zeke just yet. Uh, I'd be a little bit more worried next week if he's not there yet. So no need to worry just yet. I do think you need to worry about A.J. Green. So he had minor ankle surgery. And there's still a chance he could be ready week one, but the original time to do was six to eight weeks. So, uh, obviously, Green has been really good when he's been on the field. He was on a great pace last year before that toe injury sidelined him. Uh, we saw Green go in the online championship yesterday at 
wide receiver 20 around four. I'm not ready to take him there, and it could turn out to be right. He could turn out to be a really good value at that point. Maybe he's ready week one or week two, but he is on the other side of 30. He's had several injuries over the last few years, and you know Green's a player that I've been going back and forth on. Uh, the last couple of drafts for Green, 44, 37, and 40. So, yeah, he slipped, but it's kind of only one round. Now, if he is back week one, week two, ready to go, it's going to look like a good value because you know Green still, I think, has the upside to be a top 10 wide receiver. And I've been kind of torn on Green. I remember back in that FSGA draft, it was early third round. Uh, it was a 14-team league. So I had I was up on the clock at pick 30, and I was debating between Green and Amari Cooper and I wound up going Cooper, uh, and I know Cooper has had his inconsistencies, but if you remember, when he came to the Cowboys, he was good. And, yeah, he had a few down games with the Cowboys, but he changed teams in the middle of the season. You know, you have to adjust to a new quarterback, a new playbook. It's not easy. We see receivers who are free agents change teams and really struggle to grasp things on their new team, and we didn't really see that with Cooper. Now he's had the full offseason, so I went with Cooper, and that was late June. Obviously, that's going to be the consensus play today, but – yeah, Green is uh, still a little bit of a risk, but sounds like he could be ready anywhere from weeks one to week four. So, you know, you worry if he comes back. Is he not 100%? Is he aggravated? Uh, and again, receivers on the other side of 30, it's, it's not great. You know, you don't get healthier as you get older. The injury opportunity or chances increase. So I uh, would not take Green in the fourth round. I'll pass on him. And seems like people are uh, willing to take him. For sure. So that draft we saw yesterday, a draft I'm in now, Green went with the last pick of round four. So people are really uh, taking that risk on him right now. Uh, I'm not willing to do it at this point. I'll pass on him and go in a uh, different direction uh, at this point. But uh, it all comes down to what your risk-reward level is. Also, it depends on what you have your team at the time, too. Again, I think in the first four rounds, you really want to build a solid base. You want to, don't want to take too much risk in any player that takes the field has some risk for injury so you want to take that into account but uh i'll be passing on him at this point uh some news here on andrew luck and it's not great so apparently frank reich said that luck is not ready to take the next step in his recovery he's dealing with a calf injury and this is something that's bothered him now for a couple months he sat out all of mini camp because of this calf injury they expected him to be ready for the start of training camp and Luck has said he hasn't improved uh, as far as the pain. So he's going to be held out for a couple of days. And, uh, I mean, this is, I guess it's like three months now with this calf injury. We know calves can be tricky. Just look at Kevin Durant and what happened to him. So, yeah, we still have some time to go. But you do have to be concerned with Andrew Luck. And as I said in the first hour, in case you missed it, it really doesn't matter to me because I haven't been taking quarterbacks in that range. But there might be people out there with keeper league decisions, uh, and his ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championship is 77. So we know people wait on quarterbacks. But there comes a point in these drafts where you go, all right, Deshaun Watson, Lux there. Both have the upside to be the potential QB1. Maybe you don't love what's on the board. You build a solid base, and you're enticed to take one of them. Uh, I usually don't take a quarterback in that range, so I'm not worried about it. But I do think you have to maybe push Luck down just a little bit. Uh, based on this news, there has to be some concern here. Uh, obviously, you want teams to be cautious with veterans and superstar players right now. We know Julio Jones is not going to play in the preseason, which is fine. You don't want to see him get hurt, but this is still bothering Luck to the point that he can't practice. And we still have some time until the season goes a little over a month, but uh, there has to be some concern right now.
And quarterback is such a deep position that you don't need to put that risk on your team. And look, might be fine. He might be good to go week one, but why take that risk? You know, when you can get so many good quarterbacks later on. So interested to see how this affects his ADP going forward. Obviously, we didn't have this news yesterday. Uh, Andrew Luck was the third quarterback off the board in the middle of round eight in our online championship last night. So I've said, you know, it comes a point in round eight where you go, oh, there's, you know, I can get one of the top quarterbacks. But like, for example, the next pick was Austin Eckler. I'd take Austin Eckler over Luck right now. You know, Eckler had some standalone value last year, even when Melvin Gordon was out. And I think there was a report. I don't know if it's a report. Or there was some speculation that Gordon might sit out to the middle of the season. Uh, maybe that's a possibility. And that would be a huge, huge uptick for Eckler and Justin Jackson. So uh, I'd rather take that shot. Now we could look back on it and say, well, luck was the pick. Look how good he was compared to some of the players that went after him. It was Eckler, Anthony Miller, Golden Tate, Royce Freeman. Howard, it's just when you know the market and you see where the other quarterbacks go in this format, it's just difficult for me to take one so early. I understand, yes, Luck could pay that off big time, especially if you hit on your other pick, but especially with this potential injury lingering, uh, don't want to take a shot on him right now based on where he is going. I think it's definitely a little bit risky there. Uh, Daniel Jones hasn't taken a first-team rep in the Giants camp yet. So, you know, I think at some point this year we'll see him. Uh, I did see that some of the player props for Elon Manning are off the board in Vegas. So that's uh, interesting there. Uh, but they invested an early pick in Jones. They're going to be a bad team. So they probably want to see what he has at some point. Uh, there's a report here that Miles Sanders has looked good in Eagles camp so far. But Jordan Howard takes taken a lot of the first-team snaps. I think Sanders is one of those players where early in the season, maybe he doesn't play a big role. But as the season goes on, I think he is going to be the guy uh, for sure. I think you're going to see him play a big role. So I kind of like uh, he's going to start to slip based on the the news here of Howard with the first team. So I think you, you might be able to get him at a, a good value. I think early on I was worried that he might go too high. Um, but he did go pretty early in our draft uh, the online yesterday. 26 running back off the board to end round five. That's pretty early. Uh, you might not be able to start him early in the season. Now, that is definitely might have been the earliest we've seen him go. It was 60. Uh, his ADP is 89. He's gone as late as 104. So 89? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot there. And you could see he started to slip in recent drafts outside of the one from last night. So... Yeah, 89 is a good spot for Sanders. Uh, Jordan Howard's at 91, so that kind of ends the same range. And Sanders could get an opportunity. It is a crowded back there, fail there in, in Philly. We know they like to do the committee approach. But I think you could see that change as the season goes along. When we return, I'll talk about a current draft I'm in. We are in the middle of it, and I'll talk about the thoughts behind my pick. When we return, full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Coming up in the next segment, Bill Enright, FFChamps.com. He'll join me. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering. Or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com. Promo code ACTION, DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Of course, you can check out all my work, FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50, get 50% off your first two months. Rankings are up, and a ton of articles. Any questions you have, you can ask them on the message boards and forums, and you will get an answer pretty promptly from whether it's uh, myself, Sean Childs, Dr. Arda. We are here to help you for the upcoming fantasy football season. Uh, some other things and notes around training camp. We're hearing a lot of things, good things about Darren Waller. If you don't know who he is, tight end for the Razor, Raiders. Uh, he's been making a lot of plays, and uh, he had a good offseason. So he is definitely someone to look at late in drafts um, at the tight end position. Uh, he actually uh, is ADP, fantasy football world championships, 234. So, yeah, it's a nice tight end two to get. Because he has some upside, you can get him real late. And again, if it doesn't work out early on, you can cut him. So uh, going pretty late in our drafts right now. So definitely worth taking a shot. I don't see him. I think he doesn't. Oh, yeah, he went 22nd tight end in our online championship draft last night uh, round 16. So he went uh, ahead of Jordan Reed, uh, ahead of Gusecki, Hawkinson, our guy, uh, Big Phil took Waller, so like that pick there as a, a backup tight end. There definitely is some upside. This is an offense that should be playing from behind, passing quite a bit. Not a lot of depth at the wide receiver position, so definitely someone to keep an eye on and see if that play can continue throughout training camp. Uh, Derek Henry is also dealing with a strained calf, so he could be out a couple weeks. They don't consider it serious, but again, you know, it's – Always worried about a calf injury as Henry had a walk boot over the weekend. So it sounds like he's ready to go. But, yeah, they have to be very cautious, you know, because Derrick Henry is someone who is starting uh, to move up draft boards. And, you know, he burned a lot of people last year. His ADP is 34 right now in the Fantasy Football World Championships. He's gone as early as 25, as late as 43. And I've said this. I think if you're 
starting a draft with two wide receivers picking at the end of round one, you know, Derrick Henry could be there for you in the third, fourth round, and it's a good place to get him. You know, he's not going to catch a ton of passes, but, you know, he does have the chance to lead the league in rushing if they keep feeding him. We saw how effective it was down the stretch, so uh, definitely we'll consider him late in the third round. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, there's optimism that a deal could get done soon. He's obviously looking to be one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league, so I would think this gets worked out. Uh, I haven't seen anyone penalize Thomas yet uh, as he's still going late first round, early second round. Dolphins coach Brian Flores said Ryan Fitzpatrick is the leading quarterback uh, in the competition, which is not surprising. Uh, you know, Josh Rosen hasn't looked great. And uh, from a Miami perspective, you probably do want to see the Rosen to see what he can do. But it'll be Fitzpatrick to start more than likely. And, of course, uh, he'll probably throw some interceptions and then uh, lose the job, I would think. And, uh See if they get a look at Rosen as they are tanking for sure and uh, looking to get that first pick. Uh, not a surprise here. If you've done any competitive drafts, Mark Andrews is going pretty high. I have him ranked pretty high at the tight end position, but he's been one of the most uh, productive players at camp for the Ravens, and we did see Lamar Jackson target him quite a bit last year, so he had a really good second half. And, uh, you know, Ravens don't have a ton of experience at wide receivers, a couple of rookies out there, so... Uh, wouldn't it be surprising to see Andrews put up, you know, 50, 60 catches this year? Uh, he has been someone that I have been taking in drafts. His ADP right now is 140. He's gone as early as 121, as late as 170. So the 121 was the last draft. So there you go. There's the training camp buzz for you. You see how early, how, how we jumped up the board? Jeez. Um, that's uh, in our championship, uh, all championship draft last night. He went in round 11 as the uh, 12th tight end off the board. I'm actually fine with that. Round 11 to get him. Um, you know, ahead of uh, Austin Hooper, Trey Burton, and Doyle. So, yeah, that's a good spot to get him. It's really not overpaying if he could pan out. You know, a lot of people are going to see that and say, wow, that's pretty high. But, you know, once you get to that tight end tier, there's a lot of question marks. Uh, so I'm okay with uh, Andrews there as the 12th tight end on the board around 11. Uh, don't mind taking him in that spot. I want to talk about a draft that I'm currently in. It's uh, the Raz Bowl League, and it's basically best ball for the first nine weeks. There is fab, but it's only ten bucks, one dollar minimum pickup. So, you know, it's a hybrid, but a lot of it is mostly best ball. Then you qualify uh, for the next round after the nine weeks, and after that, you set your lineup going forward. So, I had the six pick in this draft, and it went uh, again. This is full point PPR start. Two running backs, three receivers, tight end, two flex spots, uh, as well as a quarterback. So it's Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. No surprise there. Sometimes the order is a little bit different. Devontae Adams went at number five right before me. I thought it might be David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, but Devontae Adams goes there. And I have no problem with that. You know, Devontae Adams uh, could be the number one wide receiver this year. We know Aaron Rodgers is going to look for him a ton. And, uh, we see Adams in some drafts that we've had go at five in the fantasy football world championships. Well, one, uh, one of them, he's gone as early as five, late as eight. So it's not that surprising. You know, Hopkins does have some more competition this year with Kiki QT and Will Fuller. If they're healthy, he is a little banged up. Uh, I, I'm not worried about it right now. Uh, he played through a ton of injuries last year. He always plays a ton of games and guys really tough. So I have no problem with that. But for me that, uh, 
made it easy to take David Johnson. And yeah, there's definitely still some risk with David Johnson. His ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championship is six. He's gone as early as five, late as eight. Uh, but if we expect this Arizona offense to play at a high pace under Cliff Kingsbury and utilize Johnson to the best of his ability, you know, he could bounce he could bounce back. Obviously, it was a big disappointment last year, but there was no creativity in that offense. They were just running him up the middle. It was very uncreative, and that should change. And you know, this is a team that should be running a ton of plays. So um, I, I think he does have a big year, and he will bounce back as far as catching a ton of passes. So I took him in that spot. Round two, uh, you know, a lot of running backs went, in that round, too. It was funny because after Johnson, we saw four receivers go and two running backs to end the first round. And then in round two, it was Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon to start, Juju Smith-Schuster, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Brown. And then I was on the clock, and uh, I took Tyreek Hill. That was the guy that I was hoping would fall to me. I wasn't sure if he would because, as I've said, I've seen him go in the late first, early second. Uh, and, again, this is basketball for the first nine weeks, so that's even better. I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to be in your lineup every week anyway. So it really doesn't matter, but he's capable of having those huge, huge weeks. So I uh, was happy to get him there, and he had the injury scare this afternoon. It doesn't look to be serious at this point. They're saying it's a quad. So Mike Hill in that spot uh, for sure because we know he has immense upside in this offense, You know the ability to score touchdowns. Yeah, he's not going to get the volume that some of these other wide receivers get around him, like Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. They're going to get more targets. But Tyreek Hill is in a more prolific, explosive offense with a quarterback with a great armor. We saw what those two could do last year, so I was happy to get him. Round three, you know, there was a decision to be made. Um, Keenan Allen went one pick before me, might have taken him. But I kind of looked and saw how people were really going heavy on the running backs, and I was afraid by the time it came back to me, I wasn't going to like the running backs where I felt like I would have more of an option to choose from at the wide receiver position. So I went with Aaron Jones. I, you know, I took him over Fournette and Freeman. I, you know, Aaron Jones, average, for his career, averages 5.5 yards per carry. And the only question with Aaron Jones is, is he going to get the workload? Or are they going to commit to him? And it's a new coaching staff. McCarthy's gone. And I got to think that they're going to ride Aaron Jones. And if, he, you know, he's got to stay healthy. Obviously, he had the injury late last year. But, man, I just think there's a lot of upside with him. And to get a back like that in a good offense in round three, uh, I thought was a good spot. Obviously, there were some good receivers off the board. Mark Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Diggs were all there. But as I said, I just felt like uh, the running backs were going to dry up a little bit. There were a couple of teams. Uh, there was one team that started two receivers. So I know he would probably potentially take at least one running back before it came back to me. So I thought it was going to thin out and I thought there was going to be a lot of good options at wide receiver so that's why I went with Aaron Jones then around four I came back and yeah there was several wide receivers that I wanted uh, I ultimately went with Chris Godwin who I think is going to have a monster year let's not forget six games without Deshaun Jackson last year at least 90 receiving yards in four of them so he's going to be in a pass heavy offense put up big numbers when we return I'll be joined by Bill Enright ffchamps.com you're listening to the full-time fantasy on the fantasy sports radio network 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Joining me now to talk some football, it is Bill Enright, FFChamps.com. Bill, what is going on? Hey, Adam. Great time of year. I think all the teams are in training camp. A uh, couple injuries that are popping up, a couple holdouts. Always uh, a fun summer leading up to the uh, NFL regular season. Yeah, it can never go smoothly, can it? We always have to deal with something, right? Yeah, there's, there's always, always something. Like last year was Le'Veon Bell. This year it's Zeke and Melvin Gordon and A.J. Green, and I'm sure plenty more things will pop up as we get a little bit uh, closer to the end of August. Who has you more worried with their holdout, Melvin Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott, or does neither one concern you? Um, which one do I think will hold out longer? Or which, which one, one are you worried about? Which one are you worried about where you go, you know what, I don't feel comfortable drafting him right now. I know Zeke's going in the top four generally and Gordon's yeah. falling in the second, but which one uh, worries you that it could be an extended holdout? I feel like Zeke will get paid. I feel like the Chargers don't really play that game too well. and I, I know um, Bosa held out when he was a rookie. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the Cowboys need Zeke more than the Chargers need Melvin Gordon. And because of that, Zeke will likely get paid sooner. Um, sure, the, the, the ADP is, uh, is a little bit higher for Zeke, and um, he's been going, you know, in the top two or top three picks. I still feel comfortable drafting him there if you have one of those picks. I mean, if you're drafting now, you're pretty much hoping that he's going to be signed. The Le'Veon Bell thing, if that's getting people nervous, I mean – that happened once. The NFL players have been holding out for a really long time, and the Le'Veon Bell situation happened just one time. Yeah, no, it's true, and I think it's kind of the exception, and we'll, we'll find out, but you're right. It usually That's why everyone was surprised last year, because we usually don't see that. I think everyone expected him back at a certain point, and obviously it didn't happen, and he apologized to his uh, fantasy owners yesterday. I don't know if that means anything. Not for the people who drafted him last year. It's a little too late for that. Yeah, I did see that tweet, and he, um, I think, you know, I'm sure he has to kind of save face a little bit and help his brand a little bit. Um, that should help now that he's in, you know, the biggest media market in the world, uh, playing playing in New York. But um, Le'Veon Bell, that, you know, that have you drafted him at all this year? He, he seems to be falling in like that 6-7 range, and I always kind of go between him and DeAndre Hopkins, and lately I've been, I've been leaning more toward Hopkins. Yeah, it's crazy with Bell because I've seen him all over the place. He actually went fifth overall in one of our online championships last night, but I've seen him fall to the second round. I've also seen him go 14. So uh, it's kind of weird. I think it's uh, people are kind of split on him. Obviously, there's the whole volume that he should get, but it is an offense not as good as it was in Pittsburgh. So are you willing to take Bell mid-first round this year? See, that's the thing. I mean, it's no, nowhere near that same offense, right? And, and, and the Adam Gase thing certainly does 
uh, scare me a little bit just based on what we've seen him do throughout his career as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach when he was in Miami. Um, but I don't know if he's ever had a running back like Le'Veon Bell before. The Jets' offensive line is not really that good. Uh, they, they play in the AFC East, relatively easy schedule this year with the NFC East um, going over and playing, you know, that group of teams. If I have, if I, if he'd have to fall to me after the tenth pick because there's some guys I like, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. Um, there, there's those those two receivers I like more than him, and then I like one or two other running backs too. So that ten to maybe fourteen spot, like you said, that's kind of that Le'Veon Bell sweet spot. What do you do with AJ Green, man? I'm a, uh, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I, he's really not falling that far in drafts from what I've seen uh, lately. Um, Cartley in a draft where he went at last pick of round four. I saw in an online championship last night, he went wide receiver 20 uh, in the middle of round four. He had this surgery today. We don't know all the details. It's possible he's ready for week one. They ready on the time table six to eight weeks, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's enough of a discount. Do you agree or disagree? No, I, I, it's definitely not enough of a discount right now. AJ Green was someone that I was not going to draft to begin with. Um, I, I tend to lean toward youth at this point when I'm drafting my players. And that's why I kind of stay away from some of these veterans that have these storied injuries throughout their career. Um, and now that one of my rules is I, I don't, I, I don't never, but I tend to stay away from players that are already injured that will not start the season healthy. So is that going to apply to someone like Sterling Shepard or Julian Edelman? No, because it's a thumb injury and they're expected to be fine. Someone like A.J. Green, where you don't know his status and ankle injuries tend to linger and he had surgery, that's someone I'm going to be staying away from entirely. So I will not touch A.J. Green in his current ADP. I'm surprised he has not fallen a lot more already. What does it do for Tyler Boyd? Does it keep him in the same spot for you? Does it move him up around? How does this affect Tyler Boyd for you? See, I, I was a beneficiary of Tyler Boyd's breakout season last year, and I loved what he did. And I think it was great when A.J. Green was on the field, and I think it was even better when A.J. Green was off the field. I do think you have to kind of take him as the guy to have out of that Bengals wide receiver set. Um, I'm not saying that you have to draft him in the third or fourth round like you did with A.J. Green, but sure, um, if he was going in the eighth round, I'd, I'd take him in the seventh now and – the problem is that's probably going to get a lot. His ADP is probably going to drop. His ADP will increase or skyrocket more than AJ Green's will decline, in my opinion, as we get a little bit closer to uh, closer to the end of the August here. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. Talking to Bill Enright, ffchamps.com. Make sure you check him out over there. Uh, Damian Williams been bothered by this hamstring injury. He's not practicing again. Uh, that's another player I think that. He's he's split. Like there's people who are like, oh, he's in the Chiefs' offense. He's the running back. I love him. And others who are like, well, he's 27. He's never had more than 50 carries in a season. Are we paying that high a price tag for Damian Williams? Where do you fall in that uh, argument? There. Uh, that that's my Damian Williams is my guy. I'm I'm with that Chiefs' offense. They always produce. It's a high octane offense. We've seen it through Andy Reid's running backs year in year out. We saw it last year with Damian Williams. It's, it's a proven system, and it works, and they move the football, and their running backs catch passes, and their running backs score touchdowns, and their running backs may not get 120 yards on the ground, but they'll get 60 and 60 with five catches and a touchdown. And if you're in a PPR league, you can't 
ignore that kind of production. If you're in a non non PPR league, it, it's still the yards are there between the pat, receiving and the rushing, and the touchdowns are there too. And a lot of people are expecting a big regression for the Chiefs' offense this year. I get it. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will score 50 touchdowns again, but they're still going to be one of the top offenses in the league. And until I'm proven otherwise that the Chiefs' offense does not produce, or an Andy Reid offense or a running back does not produce. I'm all in on Damian Williams. Personally, if you're a risk taker, I have no problem taking him at the end of the first round. If you're if he's fallen to you at the middle of the second round and you're debating between him and Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook, I'm still taking Damian Williams. I think he's going to be that good this year. It doesn't bother me that he's been in Miami and he didn't really produce, and this is the first year that he broke out into the scene you know, at the end of last year. I saw it, and he was good, and he was productive, and he was putting up great monster fantasy stats. I don't know why people are anti what they saw or anti an Andy Reid running back. Devontae Freeman obviously only played two games last year, but Tevin Coleman is gone. The Falcons made some upgrades on the offensive line. We've seen Freeman have success in the past, but he does run violently. He's had some concussion issues. Uh, Freeman's often going in the fourth round. Is that a value or someone you're still worried about the health? Someone I'm still worried about that health. Uh, ever since he got paid, he has not been healthy. He got that monster contract. I always worry about that with running backs. He's somebody that I kind of was always a Tevin Coleman truther to begin with. So De- Devontae Freeman was kind of always in the way of that. And I'm really excited to see Coleman this year back with Kyle Shanahan. But Devontae Freeman in the third round is not someone I'm taking. I'd rather go wide receiver there, uh, someone like Adam Thielen or T.Y. Hilton. I've seen Aaron Jones fall to kind of that same ADP as, as Devontae Freeman, but I have a feeling that once we get into a little bit closer to the season, Jones and his draft stock or his ADP will, will start to get a little bit higher. Uh, we've seen Adam Thielen fall a little bit in recent fantasy football world championship drafts. His ADP is 27. He did finish the season slow last year. Obviously, was a little banged up. There's not a lot in this Vikings offense. It's pretty much Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, but they did show a penchant for running the ball when they changed offensive coordinators. Can Thielen still be uh, productive uh, where his ADP is? Do you think that's a a fair value for Thielen? See, I think once they changed offensive coordinators, they started to pass a little bit more. Am I wrong about that? And like Nathaniel Hawkins is notorious for just wanting to run the football. That's why I think Leonard Fournette will have a good, you know, a bounce back season this year. But I feel like the Vikings wanted to pass the football more once they fired their OC. And maybe Kirk Cousins and Steelen needed a year to kind of flash out their whole synergy. They look great to start the year. What do they have? Nine straight games of over 100 catches, uh, over 100 yards. And um, then they kind of tally, you know, tallied off at the end of the year. But maybe they just it was that adjustment in the OC that kind of threw a wrinkle into their plans. Sure, Dalvin Cook. A healthy Dalvin Cook will um, have a, a an emergence of their rushing attack, but I don't know why you'd go wrong with Adam Thielen in the middle of the third or whatever you said, 27th uh, average draft position right now. I mean, he, he's a 100-catch guy that can flirt with 1,200 yards again easily. I don't even think it's really a question. I, I just think that's kind of locked in for him, and he's fallen to in the third round. It's It's productive value. What do you make of the running back situation in Miami with Kenyon Drake and Kalen Balaj, who has often been running with the starters in camp? 
I'll probably stay away from Kenyon Drake only because of his ADP. I'll take a few flyers on Balage only because he's basically free. I mean, he is like a 13th or 14th round ADP right now, and Drake will cost you a fourth round pick. Uh, I think you and I talked about Kenyon Drake um, a couple of weeks ago on how good he was in the 2017 season. Uh, he was a league winner and, and helped a lot of people out. And we know he's talented. We know he's there. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like the last coaching staff or this new coaching staff wants to make him their full-time running back. And maybe it's something in practice. Maybe it's his inability for carrying a big workload. Keep in mind, I mean, at Alabama, he did not have a lot of carries either. Um, so maybe it's just his frame and, and the NFL coaches or in the NFL staff is worried about that. And I think Kalen Balazs will have a role this year. And because of that, I'm not touching Kenyon Drake in the middle of the fourth round. Is Emmanuel Sanders a value where he's going or too risky coming off a torn Achilles at his age? Absolutely will not draft him. I think a torn Achilles is a very serious injury. That's why I'm off Deontay Foreman. That's why I'm off Demarius Thomas. Injuries like that, I just stay away from. Because I'd rather just go with the rule instead of trying to find the exception. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, that sleeper hungry to try to find the exception of coming back from a torn Achilles. It's one of the most devastating injuries. That and the torn patella tendon is one of the most devastating injuries for football players. It, it, and it's just something I stay away from. So Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not even going near. Um, I'm a big Cortland Sutton guy, and uh, I think I'll have a really good season with Joe Flacco throwing him the rock. All right, let people know what you got going on at FFChamps.com. Adam, pretty soon I'm going to do the uh, uh, preseason pro picks. I'm going to have that over at FFChamps.com. Two days left for our July discount. You can use promo code um, uh, promo code premium for our premium package. Get $40 off FFChamps.com. We have some of the best ticket sheets and in-season rankings in the entire business. As you know, partnered up with Full-Time Fantasy, and we're just pumping out content nonstop. And it's going to be another great season for all of our members, both season-long and daily. All right, that is Bill Enright. Thanks a lot. Find him at FFChamps.com. We'll come back, wrap it up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes, but don't worry. You can find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. My quarterback primer is up. Running back primer should be up sometime today. We have sleepers from Sean Childs. We have the preseason pro picks, Dr. Otto and Sean Childs. So that's only like a day or two of the content that we're putting up every single day. We're adding a lot more content to the fantasy football draft kit. So check it out for yourself. My rankings are up. They'll be updated constantly. Just use the promo code ROSIS50 to get 50% off your first two months. And head on over to playffwc.com. We have drafts tonight, a draft and go best ball draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. 
$99 to enter that one. A starter full season draft, $35 to enter that one at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So there's best ball, there's online championships, world championships. Find out what works best to you, time, price point, and hop in there today. Uh, some football news. Good news here on Jamison Crowder. He's going to resume practicing tomorrow. He left yesterday's practice with a foot injury, but he has been medically cleared. So that is good news there for Crowder, who has been going pretty late in drafts. And there's a role here for Crowder to play in this offense out of the slot. We know Sam Darnold looked for the slot receiver quite a bit last year. Uh, Crowder's ADP is 133 as he started to move up a little bit. He's gone as early as 101, as late as 183. But uh, it's a nice price to pay for Crowder. Now, the issue with him, well, more so last year, was staying healthy. He's not the biggest guy, 5'9", 177. But uh, in this offense, uh, he could put up some uh, pretty pretty good numbers, uh, and you don't have to pay a ton to get him. You know, we have seen him have uh, 103 targets was his career high in 2017 with Washington. He had 66 catches, 789. So the problem is he's not a big touchdown guy, but certainly as your fifth receiver in a PPR format, uh, he might be able to help you out a little bit. So if that price remains there, I think he's okay. I haven't taken him in any drafts yet, but not a bad guy to take. And uh, some uh, quick baseball news here as well as the trading deadline is tomorrow. Ken Giles had a cortisone shot in his right elbow after seeing a doctor on Tuesday. So he's been unavailable the last couple of days. And there's no structural damage according to an MRI. We'll see if he gets traded. He's been rumored to be dealt in a lot of trades. We'll have some baseball coverage tomorrow as part of the show as well as getting you prepared for fantasy football. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.